0: I haven't seen you for ages, Steve, have I? Well, let's talk about the good news first. Then. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bung James Ross seriously yeah, last week. Good yeah. to see you. What's going on?
1: Oh, lots. I mean, you, you'd hardly know we were in the interregnum between the Western New Year and the Chinese New Year. But, I mean, quite interestingly... And she couldn't wait, bless her. Oh, I know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) And in three, two, (laughs) three, two, one. The chief executive in name only, the Sino, as Carrie Lam likes to be known, uh, or maybe doesn't. um, She she introduced. I mean, this is so Carrie. She introduces this ten billion dollar package of handouts, incidentally, with our money, just in case anybody's ever forgotten where that money comes from. But, but she didn't consult her executive counsel, the, uh, the statutory advisory body on these matters. She didn't even consult. I mean, this woman is so arrogant and so incapable of, of um, participating in any kind of cooperative activity. She, she didn't even consult the relevant departments. I mean, the departments that were involved in this. Consulting the relevant <laughs> departments. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm slipping into government speak. Should I, should I put it more <laughs> simply? Talk to anybody. <laughs> the irrelevant departments. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She didn't consult the irrelevant departments, and that's what they are, of course. Um, but this is a hell of a lot of money. Now, I think the protest movement should just put their hands up and say, hey, yeah, I mean we're not achieving the objectives the core objectives that we're after, you know, more democracy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, you know, we 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 we're, we're giving we're putting money into citizens' hands. You know, I always remember this is this is going back a long time and it, you may think this is a diversionary story, but yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know in those days when God was in shorts, I, I was living in Britain, I was canvassing for the Labour Party and I came across these old people and I said, you know, if you want a lift to the polls, uh, we, we can arrange that," she said. "Oh no, thanks, dear. We always, we always, we always take a lift from the Tories. They've got much nicer cars." <laughs> and I said, "Oh really? We're not going to vote for them, no, but we'll go in their cars. They're much nicer. We don't want yours, thank you, dear. Anyway, so this is the same thing. You know, this money is being handed out um, by the by the government for for the bizarre and absolutely unbelievable reason that somehow it will will make the protests go away. I mean, only people who have no idea what's going on could even think that. But the fact of the matter is that it's money that will be going a bit, only a bit, into the hands of citizens. And I say, take the money, whatever the, you know, whatever the motives for it being given. Now, in this case, of course, this is typical government... Oh, I can't say that word on the radio. It's like, uh, shut
0: up and we'll buy you an ice cream. Yes,
1: exactly. There's something yes. very wrong yes, with it. Yes, shut up, Sonny. So, I mean, one of the, the main items of expenditure here is extending the old age, or the elder, I don't remember what it's called, travel scheme. Yeah. So yeah. that people at the age of 60 will be able to get these $2 fares. At the moment, the age limit is 65. Okay. Now, this this comes after... I mean you cannot make this stuff up. This comes after the government said, "Oh no, because of the aging of the population, we're putting eligibility for for CSSA payments up from 60 to 65." And now they're going, "Oh, because there've been protests, we can put it back down again." I mean, you know, they're all over the place.
0: So in one level this stuff is worthy for those so who deserve it for, and, and the other You know, it's but the point bomb. is does
1: it actually does it actually fundamentally deal with the situation of poverty in hong kong one in five people living below the poverty line they can have mine straight up no the the travel subsidy of course is indiscriminate so it goes to people who can perfectly well afford to pay the full whack as well as those who can't the spurious reason for this is given is it encourages those between the age of 60 and 65 to remain in the workforce Oh, for goodness sake. That The reason that a lot of these people aren't in the workforce isn't because they don't want to be there. It's because employers have a prejudice against employing older people. Indeed. Full stop. Mm-hmm. It's not a comma. Full stop. That's what that means. So, the fact of the matter is that this is going to be a grossly, grossly expensive scheme. It's going to cost a lot of money, which will be put into the hands of minibus drivers. Well, not minibus drivers. Minibus owners. The MTR great corporation ask them to build a railway it's always flawless and literally um, (laughs) yes (laughs) and and maybe some coach um coach coach companies and bus companies but other than that i don't know however you know this is this is of a par with where they are now that that they they really do think that somehow the protest movement can be wished away with wishful thinking, you know, in the same way as after the um, November District Council elections in which the so-called pro-government, but they aren't pro-government, the pro-China camp were thoroughly thrashed, the first thing they said is, oh, it wasn't fair, the elections weren't fair. They suddenly discovered that. I mean, if that's the best they can do on elections when you lose them, oh, they were unfair, we was robbed. You know, it, it is, it is, it is the spoiled child who hasn't been given um, the birthday present that they wanted. You know, they've only got a mini as opposed to a Rolls Royce toy car, and they're they're, they're in the pram bawling. I oh, wanted a Rolls Royce; it's unfair.
0: Let me ask you this: if you are Joe Person, who perhaps supports the more democratic side of things going on here, and you're not completely well off, and you get offered, however much thousands, is there don't, is there a notion of it? Sort of, I don't know it's like more well, morally complicit in something but i i don't yuck.
1: think so i i i refer to these wonderful um elder people that i spoke to when i was canvassing who say you know if they're stupid enough well, to offer that. us a ride in their big cars <laughs> doesn't mean we have to swallow the yeah, you know s- so. swallow the kool-aid bread and
0: circuses, it, it, is bread very and wrong circuses.
1: With it is objectionable and this of course is is as ever very badly targeted yeah. i mean none of this None of this $10 billion, which is a lot of money, targets fundamental poverty alleviation. I mean, it, in that way, it's totally objectionable. And, and and it's not as though Hong Kong doesn't have a big problem in this area. The fact that um, a lot of the protest movement is led and personified by young people, and there's nothing in this package for young people, is kind of the government's other way of going, young people, go cool, go. Cool. Have you ever seen of, They only protest. We don't want anything to do with them. So you know they don't even bother to address. They don't even bother to bribe young people. They just say, "Oh, we've got a constituency. We think they're a bit older." That's true. It is possibly true this, and we'll just address them, and we'll maybe get some people waverers, who who um, who support the protest but don't like the violence or whatever. I don't know what they're
0: bonkers thinking is, but whatever it is. Let's talk about that elusive paragraph once again, the one entitled, How? How do you think, Steve, that this is going to be implemented? It's huge.
1: Well, it's a very interesting point, because as the government used to be telling us with great confidence, we've got an ageing population. Well, yeah. Yeah, we <laughs> kind of knew that, and that—that that is a factual fact. I'm prepared to say that's one piece of government information that I can fully take on board. So if you accept that, and then you make payments two people on a non-contributory basis in other words instead of having a pension system where you pay into it and then you get out of it Mm -hmm. you have a system where regardless of income you're you're dishing out money for example for subsidized yes for (laughs) subsidized exactly for subsidized travel you're going to make very considerable inroads into the financial reserves it's an irresponsible way of behaving um, I'm not very impressed, incidentally, by the Democratic Party um, suggesting that everybody should be bung $10,000 as, as as a way of getting rid of the money and, and stopping them getting their inky fingers on it for another mega white elephant project. I mean, I know where they're coming from. I would actually prefer the government not to build another bridge to nowhere. Maybe a musical uh, fountain. Maybe not <laughs> to have Certainly. a musical. I mean, is it should we just, just talk about at. that so this is Quintong. what is it is it something? this is Quintong. yeah so the musical fountain it's very significant the, for some reason for some reason on the waterfront as people know one of the most romantic places to go in hong kong is the Kuntong waterfront it's a lovely place ish yeah. <laughs> but no let's not be snobby about Kuntong. i used to have an office there i've got nothing against it um but you know the, the new district councils said, Look, this is a hell of a lot of money for very little purpose. Let's not bother. Let's just use that money. And the government, just because, because they can. Remember, district councils, even though they're now dominated by the democracy camp, don't have very much power. So if the government says we're going ahead with the project and the, the entire district council, as is the case in Quintong, says we don't want it, they're going, No, not listening to you. What's the We've got our own place. I think it's just sheer. You know, hubris, maybe, <laughs> or maybe it's just sheer pigheadedness, you know. Because we've said we, we're going to do it. We've said we're going to do it. Who the hell do you think you are? Johnny, come lately is just because you've been elected, what on earth does that mean? gosh we don't usually do things by election in hong kong i mean you know if you're going to start waving the public will in our face gosh where will that end
0: what do you know about these sort of district white elephants and there's a blinking goose up in shamjang we all know that the (laughs) the, the relevance there but that would have cost an arm and an egg an arm and an egg (laughs) Uh, the listener can be excused now for (laughs) but seriously
1: i I apologize for you Uh, yeah, what is, I mean, well, you know, it, stupid... a lot of this is to do with this obsession that bureaucrats have with their legacy projects. You know, legacy projects. I, I bought, yeah. I, I built a completely useless thing, which is going to be there forever. Is that what it is? It's there forever. It's possibly got my name on it because remember, they have plaques. These things. I mean, you may think, God, this is too pathetic, but to them, this is really important. These
0: things oh. cost loads of cash, though.
1: Our money. Let's well, never ever forget. Our money, citizens' money, and and even, even people who are too poor in Hong Kong to pay income tax, pay it through through rates and through other means of, of adding to the government's coffers. Right. And you've got a government that, that just, you know, just is not a responsible steward of our money.
0: Let's go to Jonathan's email. Thanks very much for
1: that. Yeah, uh, here's, this is from Jonathan, and he says... Um, <laughs> Um, Steve Irons like to say you couldn't make it up. Can anyone in the Hong Kong government see the irony of Hong Kong immigration refusing entry to the executive director of Human Rights Watch, that's um, Kenneth Roth, at the same time as releasing a video in which Hong Kong is promoted as, and he quotes, a free, open and welcoming society with strong fundamentals and a raft of freedoms intact. Now, what he's talking about is this extremely effective campaign that the hong kong government's been launching called on hong kong or is it hong Hong kong Kong is
0: on oh hong kong is on is on
1: how did i get that wrong i
0: don't know how
1: on earth did i get that catchy slogan wrong i deeply apologize to the genius who thought it up because Uh, I I, I sent this to a friend of mine in America who closely follows Hong Kong affairs, and I said, have you seen this latest bonkers scheme from the government? She said, do you know, I've looked diligently through media in America, which is where it's mainly aimed at. She said, I can't see a trace of it anywhere here. Are you sure it's actually been launched? I said, yeah, they've taken out full-page adverts in various newspapers, and it's gone down like, you know... (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's,
0: bad, it's gone right? Before yeah we the, yes jonathan there is a president there because wasn't the uh um the just the secretary of justice in in london promoting hong kong as a what was it um, <laughs> uh, a negotiation uh, hub no 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 when as, everything as, was as going to arbitration center uh, when yes. everything's going yeah, because, to you know, be really good at that we're really good at that jonathan nero fiddling rome <laughs> <laughs> but
1: i mean but but the point he makes and and let's just 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 take it further yeah is uh, kenneth roth um was here the, um excuse me, from Human Rights Watch, to launch a global report on human rights. And, you know, it would have been, uh, you may say, a compliment to Hong Kong that this is the sort of place where you can launch a report like that, but... No. Doesn't, China they doesn't wanted, come off too they, well in this China report China does not come <laughs> off too well Hong Kong doesn't come off too well in this report but it's a global report and they decided to launch it here instead they ended up doing it in the UN because he wasn't admitted to Hong Kong sure. and it's quite interesting what happened so the usual thing happened the immigrat- immigration authorities here said uh, we cannot comment on individual cases uh, because he's very smelly we don't like him oh no I'm sorry we didn't yeah. say that and then you have the foreign ministry in Beijing saying, Oh no, he we had to we had to ban this man. China had to ban this man because he is a supporter of the protests. And in the basic law, guess what it says? Immigration is under the sole discretion of the Hong Kong SAR.
0: A lot of news, Steve, every half an hour here on Radio 3 about uh, people infected, possibly infected, now new countries, Japan's involved, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, we just heard on the
1: bulletin on, on the half hour that Japan has reported a case of this, um, I think it's now being called Wuhan, Wuhan pneumonia. I mean, it's very interesting. So we've had a case reported in Japan, we've had a case reported in Thailand, we've had several cases reported in Hong Kong, mm. And we're expected to believe, come on, that only in Wuhan on the Chinese mainland has this um, virus taken effect. I mean, yet again, we're exactly where we were, learning nothing from the SARS virus. This is exactly what happened with the SARS virus, um, which incidentally this coronavirus is very close to, is that in the beginning stages of the SARS virus, when it was vital, vital, to to ensure containment the Chinese authorities went into information lockdown mm. I mean there were there were um, uh, Hong Kong reporters visiting Wuhan this week who were, who were locked up Can he? yes really? including, including TVB <laughs> would you Adam and Eve it I mean you know CCTVB who knew that their reporters would get what um, for, for I- illegally reporting what was happening there so instead of containing the virus medically they're doing what, what communist states always do, is they contain the information. I mean, anybody who's seen this, I know I'm, this is a bigger scale thing, but anyone who's seen this brilliant TV series about Chernobyl will know that, that the Soviet authorities' main concern when the, the enormous threat of um, contamination from a nuclear fallout was affecting the country, their main concern was containing the publicity, not containing the actual effect itself. We're seeing this again now. And you know, the fact the fact that Hong Kong government sent a couple of numpties up to Wuhan to go, oh, we studied what was going on there. Oh, they've got hospitals. Oh, I never knew it. Oh, they had white that I mean, all of this is interesting if you like that sort of thing. But fundamentally. Because you live in a society where freedom of expression and freedom of communication is not a given, the adequate information that people need to combat this potentially lethal illness, I know one person's died, hopefully there won't be more, does need to be there. And anybody who thinks that that somehow these things have nothing to do with politics
0: obviously believe I don't know what they believe. Are you possibly thinking now that because the Chinese authorities are even acknowledging that something is going on, that the horse may have bolted and the gates open and all that stuff? Well,
1: I, I mean, they can't deny that it, something's going on in Wuhan. I mean, the situation I mean, there yeah. is, 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 that. is too bad. Uh, but but we're, as I say, we're exactly where we were with the, with the SARS virus, which was literally deadly, where the first reports of the virus stressed that they were isolated outbreaks that that they decided were not spreading anywhere else. It was also denied at the time, if you remember, that this was a virus that could spread person to person. Exactly the same denial Mm. that we're hearing now. Now, let's be open-minded about this. Goodness me, I don't do that very often. Uh, But let's be open-minded about this and say, maybe these reports are true, that bizarrely, This virus has travelled direct from Wuhan um, to to Hong Kong, I should Coco, but maybe that's true, and then on to Thailand, and then on to Japan, and has affected nowhere else in the mainland. But the point is that no one believes a word, they say. They have no credibility, because they live in a society where telling the truth to the people is not part of their DNA. Telling lies is essentially part of the DNA. So when you have... Hong Kong's own numpties going up there and just echoing the party line. You just think, oh, that's right, they're echoing the party line. Nobody believes them. You've got an enormous credibility gap here. So you've got two things in Hong Kong. You've got concern and denial, hmm. neither of which are particularly health, uh, well, I was going to say particularly healthy, I mean, particularly positive, but, you know, people are donning face masks, again, in Hong Kong, of dubious legality, apparently, and uh, they, they're worried, and on the other hand, they just think, oh, none of this is
0: true, I've got no idea what's going on. Yeah. Not good, is it? Let's have a little, um, Did, the was there an electronic mail? I've got a couple, actually. I want to say hi to Pete, who says, for Steve V., the extension is back to stuff we talked yeah. about before. He said the, ex- the, the extension of $2 rides for 60-year-olds is a cynical political bribe to coax more people to support the pro-establishment vote in the LegCo election. You may have a, you may, you have a point.
1: Yeah, oh, gosh. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I wouldn't attribute those sort of low motives to, However, to, to the Sino. Because, uh, remember, she won't be here. <laughs> by then, I think that's highly unlikely. actually but true. And anyway. I say
0: hello to Joe. He says, I don't care what she does with the uh, blinking bus fares. We still can't get on the bus because of tourists from China. Well, Joe. Oh, there's some good news there. <laughs> Thereby hangs a tale. Yeah, we were just I mean, talking about we, this. We
1: were. I mean, uh, um, visitor arrivals overall um, last year, the figures are out yesterday, are down 14%. They're, they're very much down from the mainland. And. It's extraordinary that the government, when it jumps up and down about this, never says that the main reason, the main reason tourist arrivals from the mainland are down is because the Chinese authorities won't issue permits for visits to Hong Kong. It's not not some sort of, you know, incidental that, that the chicken didn't cross the road thing. But, you know, a lot of Hong Kong people are going, Oh, tell you what? Quite nice. I know we can walk in. The word it, it, reset it, it, has been used. Yeah, the word reset lot. has been. I mean, I know there was universal mourning at the, uh, 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 the news that Louis Vuitton was closing one of its <laughs> <laughs> one of its flagship stores. I mean, you know, I know there's a handbag crisis in Hong Kong, and I'm not belittling it. Those handbags have got to be bought. They have indeed. And if they don't have a designer label on them, oh, my God, what a crisis that is. I'll
0: tell you what I've seen in the uh, lots of social media, and everybody listening will have, too. I mean, the news guys are doing what the news guys do. So this great big jewellery chain, out I foot, they, they're closing lots and blah blah, 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 And so they do, and uh, this chain is having to pull its horns right in. Everybody... Bar none in the comments section is basically going bye.
1: Bye. Yeah. yeah yeah. Yeah, we we we're not missing you. So what may happen of this is very interesting. There's two things happening. One is that the very, very arrogant people who run all these shopping centres and in Hong Kong the great thing about shopping centres is it doesn't matter really where you go. They're all the same. They've well, got the extreme. same collection of uninteresting shops. Is that This may be an opportunity for local entrepreneurs with distinctive looking... To go back to how it used to be. Yes, where where you could actually get a distinctive local flavour to your shopping. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but, you know, I'm kind of off design a label underpants, I, I can kind of manage without Absolutely. that for, for a week or two. So that would be great. Then you've got this other thing that's developing, which is really interesting, <coughs> is the development of yellow and blue economies. In other words, people well, who support... specifically yellow, specifically yeah. yellow Well, no, economy. no, but, but, but giving, the yellow, but the, yellow um, the supporters of the democracy movement are identifying companies sure. as being blue companies and saying, <coughs> don't go and shop there. Now, I'm wondering how significant this is it seems to be quite significant in the restaurant trade and the yellow shops are doing very very well indeed no wonder they're sending thugs in (coughs) literally again this isn't um figuratively speaking to to bust up these shops because they're very people on the other side of the fence are very upset about that so you've got this movement you've got the closure of a lot of outlets in big Um, shopping malls whose attitude has always been we only really want international brands here you know local brands Uh, who cares about that well boys maybe it's time you thought about local entrepreneurs and distinctive individual type of outlets within the I think it would enhance Hong Kong's um, and also not just fashion and high-end no no other stuff Ah. I mean you know (coughs) I I I travel like everybody else in Hong Kong does and one of the things I do is Wait
0: in a Jaguar. No they don't.
1: Don't they? <laughs> <laughs> really? Are you sure about that? I was thinking about outside of Hong Kong. All right, yeah. Not at the back of the plane, of course. <laughs> no, but seriously. I, and, you know, I mean, one of the delights of going to most other parts of the world is you can actually have a distinctive shopping experience, as I believe it's called. Oh, you used to here. You used and, to. And funny
0: enough, it was the knockoff stuff that people used to like buying it, wasn't it? <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. To remember that uh, you still get dodgy people in in places like chim sa Choi coming up to go copy watch, copy oh, that's, watch a thing. That's,
0: that's, a, that's a tradition that's Steve. a tradition yes take me to your leader
1: <laughs> it's part of the hong kong heritage and i for one wouldn't be wouldn't be um wouldn't be supportive
0: of it but, but on the it's other hand, shops i think let's call it that that are really suffering and they're the ones who people are going bye-bye
1: yeah uh, incidentally i mean this is just a, a ps to yeah, to yeah. this there's very interesting ombudsman's report this week Mm. about um shopping malls i mean i know these things are, are, are only tenuously connected but <coughs> in the in their report they they said there've been excuse me <coughs> 65 violations reported to the land's department of space allocated within shopping malls as public space mm-hmm. being taken over for commercial purposes by the people who who run the shopping malls, i.e. the tycoons, because more or less they're the only people who run shopping malls in Hong Kong. And the the lands department, which, which, you know, is very good at hectoring people with tiny little plots of land in the new territories, what have they managed to do? They've actually taken action against one.